Welcome to Dark Mode, the podcast that brings you sage advice from two technology experts. And that's not just what we call ourselves, it's what our moms tell people when we can't figure out how to glue up some wall panels. I've, I'm your host, Luke Miani. And I'm your host, Noah Rubin. On this show, we take questions from listeners, attempt to answer them to varying degrees of success, and maybe even have a laugh or two along the way. And today, I am coming to you guys live from the new Mac studio. Uh, it's actually a, v- a very big moment for me because up until yesterday, literally yesterday, I have been editing on Intel. Apple Silicon has been great and exciting, and I've edited a couple of, of videos on it, but there hasn't really been a setup with Apple Silicon that that checked all the boxes that I wanted until this most recent event. Um, I've, I've been using the iMac Pro, which was a fantastic device. I think I got that in December 2019. And so I, I've had that for two and a half years now, something like that. Uh, it, it has been great, but oh my God goodness the mac studio is on another level i cut my rendering times more than in half more than in half on on a on a device now granted the mac studio is expensive but it's half the price less than half the price of what my imac pro was new wow it's pretty pretty big difference so if you think about it if you think about it, then the Mac Studio is already cheaper. Because if you bought this iMac Pro when it was new in 2018, uh, I bought it used for literally 50% off. Don't know how I did that. Actually, I think it still has AppleCare. Uh, oh, yeah. No, that might have run out in October. Dang it. All right. Well, either way, I had like a year and a half of AppleCare. I paid half price for this thing. But if you bought it for... For ten grand back in 2018, getting getting four years of usage uh, out of a ten thousand dollar machine—that's a little rough. It's a little rough. Yeah, you definitely at that point you definitely hope it would last longer than that. Not not that it's not lasting longer, but you know, True. Mac Studio it does comes still in. Work. I mean, yeah, if, if you see the Mac Studio come in at half the price and you know so much more performance, that's yeah. it's gonna hurt. In fact, I'm not even sure um, the one thing that could save me is Apple's uh, very high resale value. And it's it's weird because the high-end Apple products in the last couple of years have, have been on like this crash course with obsolescence. Like <laughs> the, the 2019 Mac Pro, holy moly, do I pity those who spent twenty thousand dollars and now the m1 ultra the the four thousand dollar m1 ultra comes out and beats it and they just spent twenty thousand dollars two years ago that that is so rough oh yeah that's that's definitely gonna hurt definitely kind of weird timing on apple's part to launch that thing so close I mean, I guess it makes sense because they were going to do the, the Mac Pro last with Apple Silicon, but, like, they launched that yeah. pretty close to Apple Silicon, so it's, yeah, it's kind of rough. 
So the the thing is though, as as quickly as all of these high end pro products have been becoming not so pro, you know, we've got the the iMac Pro is now in that category of like I have the most powerful spec out there and it's getting annihilated. Um we've we've also got the the 2019 Mac Pro is now being beaten. The trash can Mac Pro has been obliterated by even the likes of the M1 chip, which is yeah. in a $600 iPad. That's a little that's got a sting. Mhm. What I am noticing though is on March 16th someone sold Almost my exact same iMac Pro for six grand. Hmm. What? That someone sold. All right, someone sold one that has the Vega 64X. I have the 64 regular. They had four terabyte. I had two terabyte. They had 256 gigs of RAM. I had 128. They sold that for 7,500. I don't know, dude. I. I think I might even be able to sell my iMac Pro for pretty much what I paid for it. Maybe I'll lose like $1,000. That's really not bad. Yeah, I remember when you got that, it was like a... I remember because it was like super expensive, uh, you know, at the time. But also it was, you know, it was super expensive relative to like computers that you had bought before. But it was also yeah. like a crazy good deal, which I know is part of the oh reason God, why you yeah. went for it. But like that's honestly, you know, you uh, you use that thing for a couple. You got a lot of good use out of that, and if you sell it for, you know, a couple thousand bucks, that's that's really good. Yeah, I mean the the fact that it has on an if I'm being pessimistic, it has sixty percent of its of what I paid for it. That's that's already pretty ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and the same is true. I mean, if you buy used low volume pro Apple products, they have the best residual value in the entire world. Cause as with most things, the first couple of years are when you get the most depreciation. But if you buy in, especially if you get a good deal, like I did, um, someone's calling me, <laughs> someone who I do not know is calling me. That's alarming. Anyway. <laughs> Um, if you, if you get, you know, even just like a 40% off on a two-year-old pro Apple product, you, you're basically guaranteed extremely low running costs. Um, and I think that's actually going to be really, really interesting to see with Apple Silicon and the Mac studio, because these things are going to last a long time. You know, you look at, you look at apple's support history i think we talked about this do you remember noah what the the current oldest supported ipad is oh i do remember this discussion was that like one of the old ipad airs you are correct the ipad air 2 with an a8x chip yeah. from 2014 currently supported right now to this day it's impressive. That's insane. Absolutely insane. Oh, man. I can't believe that. Um, another thing 
that I can't believe is actually the the prices on that. Cause so that's an here's another here's another tech tip from a technology expert. Mm-hmm. iPads just like I, I don't get it, but they just don't get cheap. I don't know why. I'm looking up hmm. iPad Air 2 on eBay right now. And okay, they're not expensive. $150 for ones that are like average. But how much was the iPad Air 2 new? iPad Air 2 price when new. Does anyone remember how much I the guess iPad Air 2 somewhere around 5 or 600 maybe? Bingo. $499 for 16 gigabytes, 599 for 64 gigabytes. So if right now you can get one, the 16 gigabyte ones are still being sold for $140. So that means, hang on, if you spent $500 in 2014 and you can sell it for $140 now, that means that over eight years you spent $45 a year owning that iPad (laughs) what dude that's that's actually ridiculous yeah that's like it's obviously crazy but like on the other end of that like you're really gonna buy an eight-year-old an eight-year-old tablet for like over a hundred dollars i mean i guess it's fine but like 16 gigs of memory a8x processor like i I don't know i I mean people are buying them now i don't know why but that's the prices that they're that they're getting i am curious about something like maybe something more expensive right the ipad pro 9.7 remember remember when that came out um what was that 2015 that's easily still supported. So the the launch price was five hundred and ninety nine. Oh no. If I look up iPad Pro nine point seven, I feel like this is gonna be pretty crazy. Oh yeah, they're worth they're worth like two hundred, it seems like they're going for. Or mm. weirdly, some of them are, are almost the same price as the iPad Air 2, like 150, but I guess those are like pretty damaged. So yeah, it's like $200. So that means, you know, you're spending $400 over seven years to own an iPad. That's nuts. That is actually really, really good. Yeah, that's, that is really good. And that definitely, you know, speaks something about, about Apple and the amount of support they have and the way that they build their products so that they can last that long. It's pretty cool. Ooh, Cole Weathers, uh, resident sugar daddy Cole Weathers has brought up an interesting point. Did anyone see the Mac Studio breakdown where it looks like you can add more storage? Funny you should mention that, Cole. A very convenient segue. I don't know. Let's say hypothetically... You were watching a podcast of a certain technology YouTuber that may or may not have bought three Mac Studios. Uh, You you may have noticed, Noah, uh, that in that live stream, they they found that there's a second empty 
SSD slot. And it's not standard NVMe drives, right? They tried to put the Mac Pro drive in, the, the keying doesn't line up, and it's a very small drive. So it's 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 proprietary, no doubt. So the only way that anyone could, I don't know, try to upgrade their Mac Studio would be if they had multiple Mac Studios and were willing to, I don't know, hypothetically, take them apart and try to put both SSDs in the same Mac Studio. Would anyone be crazy enough to not only buy multiple Mac Studios, but also try that? I mean, that's it's a little, little out there. Certainly. Certainly, certainly someone would have to be a madman, an absolute rapscallion, to even attempt such tomfoolery. Uh, yeah, no, I can't even imagine anyone that would upload a video tomorrow at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Don't even, don't even have any idea uh, if you should get subscribed and turn on notifications to see me try to upgrade a Mac Studio tomorrow at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. I don't know. It's just weird. That's that's oddly specific, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna think too much about it. Mister Nobody says Linus would do that. Yep, you're right. That's definitely true. Unfortunately, though, I don't think Linus and their their team they didn't have that trigger finger that we had after the event, where I was just sitting there clicking away. Uh, so they didn't get uh, they didn't get launch day units unfortunately so we're definitely going to be waiting a while i think i think their m1 ultra max studio wasn't even coming until like mid-april so unfortunately i do i always watch um linus tech tips reviews of apple products Uh, a lot of people i don't know i feel like there's there's like a weird amount of beef that some people have for linus tech tips in the apple community and then vice versa, the Linus Tech Tips community has a lot of beef with the Apple community. I think it's kind of stupid, to be quite honest. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I watch a lot of their videos. I know that some of the people Me there too. aren't the biggest uh, Apple fans, and there's nothing wrong with that. And there are some people that are. They have, like, the Mac address channel, so there's some people there that like Apple stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and to be quite honest, I think... I don't know. I think Linus's coverage is pretty fair um like people get salty because he isn't particularly sympathetic to apple's um things and i don't know sometimes sometimes there's like a little bit of like um i don't know i guess i get a sense of like not necessarily understanding the the mac user perspective sometimes like like there are certain things that Apple does that are different than normal PCs that would not make any sense to someone who's embedded in the PC space. But there's also some things that the PC space does that wouldn't make sense to stuff in the Apple space. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely. They <clears throat> I mean, yeah, cuz part of it is like, you know, when you're when you're really in the ecosystem and you're really into the Apple stuff, there's definitely you know, some things there that make more sense or that are more useful to you. Um, 
But like, I don't know, I think they're pretty fair overall about the Apple stuff and they recognize, you know, I've seen they, they usually recognize, you know, obviously the, the Mac laptops have really good speakers and I think that's usually oh, their yeah. benchmarks when they're doing like laptop speaker comparisons. So they'll, you know, they, they recognize what's good and their perspective is totally fair, right? If they're not the biggest Apple fans, guess what? There's tons of people that aren't, you know, big Apple fans and that's yeah. still a valid perspective. And as long as they're reasonable, which, you know, they, they are, then then that's, uh, you know, that's good to, to hear. It is always really funny, though, when people sort of uh, people will take the words of of channels that primarily talk about PCs, because in the comments, you always find the sort of PCMR uh, bros that are always sitting out there waiting to bring the most outdated and like unrelated you know, you know the classic like, uh, you should know better than to buy Apple products. Uh, you, oh, or they don't call them Apple products; they call them fruit. You shouldn't buy the fruit products because they're like, oh, that's really, oh, that's really funny. That's because Apple's a fruit. I get it. And they're like, oh, you should know not to buy the fruit because they just give you a box of not good specs and charge four thousand dollars extra for it. It's like, all right, well, that that. That may have been a point you could argue in like 2013, but I think we're well past that at this point. Yeah, I think it's hard to, it's a lot harder to make that argument with Apple Silicon now, but it mm -hmm. also kind of misses the point of, you know, the software and the ecosystem experience. Um, Absolutely. I mean, if all you care about is raw performance, then... You know, maybe you don't want a Mac and that's fine. But like most exactly. people don't care about just raw performance. That's, you know, it's not really a helpful viewpoint for most people. One of the one of my favorite Twitter arguments that I've ever gotten into that that had me just rolling on the floor with laughter was this one PC bro who, who showed up uh, and started talking about how the the M1 this was even before the M1 Pro and the M1 Max this is when we just had the normal M1 chip and and they were talking about how at $1000 the M1 wasn't good enough because you couldn't game on it and they were saying essentially it's i almost wonder if i have this saved somewhere uh this this conversation because it was just stupefying that this person actually thought this way. But they were basically saying that if a computer can't do every task, then it's not a complete computer. So the fact that Max can't game makes them not a real computer. And I'll just give you a second to, to soak in that absolute steaming pile of a take. Yeah, I remember. I remember you told me. I remember when it was, but you, I remember you told me about this argument, uh, that, yeah, or this discussion. I guess that you had on Twitter. I don't. It's. It doesn't like. That's 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 not. First of all, first of all, Max can play, at least some games, right? Yeah. I mean, I have Steam on my Mac, and I will occasionally play. I play relatively simple games. I don't really play like online or multiplayer or like you know mm -hmm. shooter games or whatever but i'll occasionally play like a game on my computer but like you know i also have the pc hooked up to my tv so if i want to play some other game you know i'll play Rather it on outdated there. pc 
it is, but it it <laughs> it works for the kinds of games that I play. But um, but it's the thing. The thing that made me laugh the most is, I mean, you definitely get that from like the PC gamer bros that they just don't really like. They they cannot physically comprehend a computer being used for something without 3D graphics generation being a part of it. Mm-hmm. Like, like, and that's the thing that I think a lot of PC people miss about Mac people is that when you talk about a lot of people that buy Macs, even high-end ones like these Mac Studios... It's it's just not the same crowd of person that that is building custom PCs. It's just not. And especially, I mean, that argument is true for the Mac Studio compared to like a custom built PC. And that's the closest that, that those have gotten in a while. When you go all the way down to like an M1 MacBook Air, you have not even you are at the very edge of computing as an actual interest Mm -hmm. the macbook air is not bought by people who even know what the m1 chip is seriously and and that's the thing pc bros do not seem to be able i won't generalize some people (laughs) like the one in this comment they they physically cannot imagine a world where someone doesn't give a toss about what's inside their computer and it's actually hilarious yeah i don't know i guess like if you get to that level you're probably so involved in this community that you just associate like computers with you know all of this like super hobbyist like you know building your own thing and like you know talking about it and like making fun of casual people who don't care and like the majority of people on this earth are the casual people. Yeah. The vast majority. And also, I, I do like the fact that, you know, they would say even just the simple things, right? Like saying it's not complete if it can't game. What they really mean is the five or six AAA titles that I play on Steam, because game is an extremely broad term, and uh, the online Scrabble would technically count as gaming but Mm -hmm. you know in their little mindset that doesn't count because gaming is call of duty and gta 5 and valorant and not you know webkins or something uh or 2048 (laughs) yeah it's and and also the thing that was really funny that just sort of like didn't even register with them was my counterpoint was Okay, if I made that same argument, I, I could say the exact same thing about a PC. Exact same thing, because I use Final Cut Pro, and you can't use Final Cut Pro on a PC. So, by that logic, a PC is not a complete computer, because it can't do these... It can't run the single most important program in my life. Yeah, that's... It's it's I guess it's kind of just projection. Like when they say like it's not a complete computer because it can't game, they really mean it's not a complete computer for me, or it's not like a computer exactly. that I could use. And that just misses 
It's like, fine, yeah. Like, everyone has their own. That's why there's so many different computers. If everyone wanted yeah. the same thing, then there would be there could be one computer for everyone. There's different computers because there are different people. And, it, you know, it's totally fine if you need to game, but not everyone needs to game on their computer. <laughs> yeah, dude. No, it's so funny because people get really viscerally angry. Um, and, and not just, like, PC people getting mad, but also Apple people getting mad. Um at other apple products because they aren't suited to them like Mm -hmm. back before the m1 pro and the m1 max came out i would very regularly see people saying oh i'm mad at apple silicon the m1 chip isn't powerful enough and apple doesn't care about i'm like dude just just wait it's not done yet like you know it's I even got a couple of comments from people that were like, I bought a MacBook Air and I'm trying to do 4K video editing and it's so slow and it doesn't work. I'm like, that's because it's bought 95% of the time by students and old people and people who were like, I want a laptop. What should I get? Oh, that's a MacBook Air. That's the default laptop. I'll buy that. Like, The MacBook Air is basically a Chromebook the way most people use it. Yeah, and for most people, that's totally fine. It's a Chromebook that can also run a couple of basic applications. Like, a lot of people really want Microsoft Office, and, you know, Mm. you can run that natively on a Mac. But, like, otherwise, they're mostly just doing Internet stuff. And that computer is perfect for a lot of people. And if you need something more powerful, then guess what? Apple has it for you. You just got to pay a little more. Exactly. Or in that case, in in mid-2020, just wait a little bit more. Um, (laughs) And, I mean, I have legitimately, because obviously being the tech YouTuber uh, when I was in college, I was very frequently consulted upon. And there were legitimately people that I helped buy a computer whose sole motivation for buying a Mac was because they wanted to use iMessage in class. No other reason than that. And you know what? Okay, fair enough. If that's what is your make or break, then there you go. That's welcome to the Apple ecosystem. Yeah, honestly, like iMessage on the computer is super nice, and iMessage is one of the things that would stop me from like switching to android even temporarily not that i really mm. want to but like even if i yeah. you know wanted to try it i still don't know if i would and like that's totally valid and you can get a macbook air and you'll be so happy with that thing speaking of being so happy with that thing let's pivot now and talk about the the new mac the studio and the studio display because this is you know as we're talking about computers essentially being optimized for the person that wants them, this is essentially the tech YouTuber Mac. Like, it it, it it couldn't be more tailored towards me if it tried. And that's why it's going to be very interesting tomorrow at 11 o'clock Eastern Time AM when my video comes out. Because when I saw even a hint of upgradability, I was like, say more. Let's find out. And you know, uh, we had we had Apple talking about that. Um, we had Apple talking about that repair program. I don't know. Who knows? Let's see where they go with this. 
I am now noticing, because I am also using the studio display, Alex here has said, are you using the built-in camera on the display? No, but I can. So let's go ahead and get that started. Now, I should point out, um, well, let's. I'm going to get your guys' thoughts on this. So I'm going to widen the shot here. I'm now angling. So I'm sitting, I'm looking dead straight into this camera, okay? The screen is is angled at exactly where it would be to be a perfect viewing angle. I'm sitting dead center and, and the camera is eye level. So that's just for context. I'm going to switch my camera to the studio display. And here we are. Are you noticing something? I'm noticing a couple of things. Yeah. I The first thing is obviously the framing. Yes, the framing. Chat, what do we think about the framing right now? This is the thing that I have been most perplexed by. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that headspace. Have, have you shrunk? Short King. These are all comments that immediately sprung to mind when I first tried the webcam on the Mac studio display because folks the, uh, i don't know what i don't know what the deal is i've not heard anyone talk about this in their reviews but like i i don't know what i am i am i using it wrong if you're listening to this um i'm basically at, at like if you if you think about the rule of thirds right where you you split the screen into three segments i'm like at the lower third line and i'm sitting with the the display extremely almost perfectly lined up like if i go look at this i can go straight into the camera do you see that you see my finger going straight into yep. the camera why is it angled up yeah, it's like the the top of your head, like your hair is like at the center point of the of the screen. And someone so here's the thing that's interesting. It says it looks like Luke's desk is too tall. This is actually I've had the opposite problem. I think the studio display is too short. Um if you cuz obviously it's the same panel as the iMac and my former iMac Pro, right? So it's a familiar display. Um, I obviously love the design of the studio display. It's gorgeous. But I did notice that the display sits lower down than it did in the iMac. Granted, the iMac had a chin and giant bezels that kind of pushed it up a bit. But it, it is a little bit low. I, I Sitting at my normal position here where my my hands are... Basically, my arms are at right angles when typing, right? That's sort of the ideal desk height. If your desk is that height, this display is going to be low. I'm actively looking down to see it right now, and yet it looks like I'm sitting on the floor. I don't understand this display. Yeah, it, I, I almost wonder if, like, center stage is acting up like it like it should center stage be on right now like if you move is it supposed to follow you or not in this like no app center stage doesn't um so okay 
here, so people are asking, is this to do with center stage? No, because center stage is only really active in like FaceTime and stuff like that, right? So when you do a normal, like in this case, it's just using the camera feed the same way it would if you if you did a QuickTime movie recording. So obviously that plays with the crop a little bit because when you do a, a QuickTime recording, it, it does 16 by 9. So we're getting a 16 by 9 feed, which is essentially cropping in on this ultra wide sensor. So there's there's stuff around me that it could undoubtedly be able to see in center stage, but it doesn't because it crops in for this like here, look, you can see I'm moving around. It's not following me. Mm -hmm. So um I I for the record I also I don't have the height adjustable stand because uh, I didn't want to pay four hundred dollars for that, and people, if you if you're if you're like, oh, the display's too low, you should have bought the stand. I don't want to spend four hundred dollars for a display to be eye level. All right, that seems a bit much to me. Um, now I can I can f sort of fix the problem, right? I could tilt it down a little bit, right? So now I'm that looks pretty pretty accurate to me, right? Yeah, that looks good, but. This, what I'm looking at right now, is the most ridiculous display usage I've ever seen. It's actually like, so if if you're sitting there looking at a display, normally you have a display tilted like up a couple of degrees, right? Yeah. This is what the iMac is right now. Oh, no. <laughs> it's It's negatively tilted in order to have me in the center of the frame. And I'm not really that high up. If I... If I level myself off with you, okay, yeah, that's a ridiculous. That is absolutely an absurd angle for this to be at. Oh, my <laughs> God. What in the world were they thinking? I'm hoping, <laughs> oh, I mean, this no. seems like hopefully something that can be fixed in software. But for now, this is I do want to try one thing, though, actually, because in Control Center... I can actually enable now some video modes. So let's try that, shall we? Yeah. All right, I've now turned on portrait mode. That's pretty nice. good. Yeah. So now I've got that, look at that shallow depth of field. How does it do with like a hand? That's pretty good, honestly. I'm impressed. Yeah. And it's it, it keeps up. Well, it doesn't really keep up with my hand. You can see I'm kind of wiping away the blur. Here, look, ready? Now you can see my, if I move really, oh wait, I got to lock it on. Yeah, I see I'm it. sort of uncovering little bits of the lamp behind me there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's turn off portrait mode. And now let's try activating center stage. And I, I'm very curious about this because I want to see if it's now going to put me in, in, in correct framing. Oh, wait, hang on a second. I've got a dialogue box to set up center stage. It just changed. Hey, wait a it minute. It's good now. Hey, wait a minute. That looks pretty good now. Yeah. What the heck? So, let me see. Let me hang on a second. Let's go over here. Hmm. I seem to have sort of reached the edge of the ultra wide. Let me move over a little. Oh, oh no, it's going to keep going. It doesn't want to put me in the middle though. Yeah. Let's see how far it'll go. Oh. I think that's All right. End. I'm at the edge. I'm at the edge. Now, 
I should point out that I'm at a pretty wide angle here. I'm at about 70 degrees. This is a, that's pretty, so the, the screen, I'll use my 12 inch MacBook as a demonstration. This is the angle. This is now parallel with the screen. So I'm at a pretty steep angle here. Okay. Let me go back the other way. Let me get closer. Ooh. Oh, okay. Ooh. That's not bad. It, it does like to put you in the middle though. It doesn't, it's not framing it the way that most, I, I don't know. I feel like most people would, would probably frame ha with their head, like sort of, you, you want to try to like line your eyebrows up on that, that upper third line. This seems to want to put eyebrows pretty much in the dead center. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that does look pretty much dead center to me. I'm getting... Oh, no! My mic arm just scraped over the edge of the glass. I'm going to get real nice and close now. Hello there. How's the quality looking? It looks pretty good. Now, you're, I mean, you're not, you're not centered. Oh, wait. Uh, yeah, it's... This is how we're going to do dark mode from now on. We're doing this in, in super mega close-up. I do have to say they're doing some absolutely insane smoothing. Yeah. Like, it's a bit much. Yeah, it looks like an oil painting or something. This is going to look really funny if I switch now back to the other camera. <laughs> <laughs> So there we go. Um, if you were listening along, then that was probably a very confusing segment. But we have now tested the center stage capabilities of the new display. Uh, center stage is good. But the, if, if you don't want to use it, then be prepared to be very short. Yep. Oh, man. I don't know. I've... I've they could fix that. All they have to do is frame it differently and just like pick a different part of the frame to display, right? Like, seems pretty easy. Yeah, I mean, as soon as you turn on center stage, it fixed itself. So I feel like I feel like there'll probably be a software update to to fix it. Hopefully, if there's if if Apple doesn't do something to fix this, I'm changing my name to Miami. <laughs> And that'll show them. Right. All right. Oh no, I, that, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be binding to that. Although there is actually, there is a, a a faction of my family that's like pretty far removed that that did actually unironically move to Florida and change their name from Miami to Miami. Really? Yes. There are there are Miamis out there. And I do think they live in Miami, which seems confusing. Yeah, that's maybe they got tired of all the Miami Miami confusions and they just gave up. That's true. What would happen though if they moved to Tallahassee? Would they have to change their name to Tallahassee cuz that doesn't have the same ring to it? Yeah, I don't Well, maybe at that point if there's mm. no more confusion, would they go through the trouble to change their name back to Miani or would they just stick with Miami since they already have it? I feel like it Miani would still confuse. I mean, anywhere in Florida being called Miani is probably a death sentence. 
Like yeah. no one's ever going to say that. They're always going to call it Miami. So that's yeah. why maybe if you if you change it to Tallahassee, then people wouldn't get confused. But it would be it would be kind of hard to name a child something that wouldn't sound ridiculous with the last name Tallahassee. Yeah. Right. Like, hey, meet my son, Dave Tallahassee. The heck. That makes me That's think weird. of um, uh, in Zombieland, right? The uh, one of the characters is named Tallahassee, and he's uh, which really who's that? Yeah, it's um. Oh my god, I'm blanking on the actor, but it's like the older the older guy is or his like nickname or whatever is Tallahassee. And that just makes me think of that. If I if I were if my last name was Tallahassee, I think I think I know what the perfect first name would be. Do you want to What's take a that? guess? What do you think the perfect first name for Tallahassee would be? I mean, it sounds like a cowboy name to me. So True. like I don't know. Chuck is coming to my mind, but uh, Chuck Tallahassee. I don't know. That could be cool. I I was thinking Abernathy, Abernathy Tallahassee. That's got a ring to it. It's it's got some some rhyming in there. Oh, and and if you and so then if you're if you're if your name is Abernathy Tallahassee, what if you then opened a sort of general store for? (laughs) <laughs> like various various things and then you could call it Abernathy Tallahassee's haberdashery. Oh, that yes. would be great. I uh I like that. That ooh 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 ooh. Oh wait. Okay. Uh-huh. I know what else. If your name is by the way, if your name is Abernathy Tallahassee and you're watching this right now, then I I've just I'm handing you on a silver platter the ultimate business idea. If you wanted to create a sort of general store that is is meant to sort of uh be a place of vending for a fixed or movable habitation, typically of light construction, uh-huh. then you could become the proud founder of Abernathy Tallahassee's Tabernacle Haberdashery. And if they also sold drugs or compounds for medicinal purposes, then you could throw apothecary in there as well. Oh, so you could be you could be Abernathy Tallahassee's Tabernacle Apothecary Haberdashery. Yes, that's it. Oh wow, I like the sound of that. Yeah. So there you are, folks. Uh, make sure to stop on by Abernathy Tallahassee's Apothecary Tabernacle Haberdashery because <laughs> they have all the best stuff. By the way, try saying that three times quick. You won't. I guarantee. I don't know if I could say it one time quick, to be honest with you. All right, let's. I want. This is. uh, We'll get back on track in a second, but I want to see how how fast can you say it without messing up. Abernathy Tallahassee's Tabernacle Haberdashery. No, I did it wrong. Uh, uh, Apothecary (laughs) Haberdashery. I can't do it. It's too. It's It's impossible. All right, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna give it a run here. I'm gonna time it. Okay. All right. 
Abernathy Tallahassee's Haberdash. No. No. <laughs> Abernathy Tallahassee's Apot. No, Tabernacle. This is hard to say. So are yeah. we going Tabernacle, Tabernacle Haberdashery Apothecary? I think it was Tabernacle is- Apothecary Haberdashery. I think that was the okay. order. Abernathy Tallahassee's Tabernacle Haberdashery. Okay, I got that part. <laughs> but I didn't... Oh, my gosh. That's impossible. Anyway, um, I think we've got a title for this week's episode, which will confuse many. Indeed. Cole Weathers asks, are we playing a drinking game? That depends. Are you drinking? If so, yes. We also have a super chat here. Do you guys think the M2 will use A16 cores instead of the previously leaked A15, which is getting old now and doesn't come close to the 12900K in terms of single core performance? That's a good question, and what a way to get us back on track. So thanks for the super chat and distracting us from Abernathy Tallahassee's Tabernacle Haberdashery. <laughs> Please don't summon the Antichrist. We'll try not to. <laughs> yeah. That's a good question, though, because I think, I don't know, I have seen the rumors saying, hey, seems like A15 cores in the M2. And to be honest, I'm with you there. I hope, I really hope that they'll use A16 cores um, because as you mentioned, the A15, uh, yeah, it would put them, it would put them pretty far behind, right? Because if we think about the A14, that came out in September 2020 and the M1 Ultra that we just got two days ago is using the same basic core and graphics core. So essentially you're iterating that for two years. And that would be a little that'd be a little sus once you get to like, you know, an A15 would be already a year old when M2 comes out. And then it would be another year by the time we got like m1 m2 pro and max and then it'd be two and a half almost three years old by the time you get to something like the m2 ultra and then if the m2 ultra duo like if the four the quad chip thing happens you yeah it'd be like three years old at that point and honestly the a15 cores aren't that much faster than the a14 cores anyway yeah, I think uh, it's interesting. First of all, I really wonder how much <clears throat> Apple's plans were uh, disrupted by COVID and the supply chain issues because, like, we've just gotten the M1 Ultra and we're still waiting for the Mac Pro, which is presumably going to have an M1 something. And as we've discussed before, presumably Apple wants to get all of the M1 products out before they introduce an M2 product because, you know, if you have an M2 MacBook and then a Mac Pro comes out with an M1 Extreme or whatever they're going to call it, obviously it's more powerful, but, you know, to the as far as the marketing goes, it sounds like it's a last-gen product. So, you know, mm. we'll see what they actually do. But I have a feeling that maybe their timeline got messed up a little bit and they were going to be a little bit further along. But also Apple makes, you know, these uh, 
these chips, you know, years out. So the, the products that are coming out today have been planned and, uh, and decided, you know, a couple of years ago. And so, you know, in, in that case, maybe the timing is different, but the actual chips themselves, maybe not. I have a conspiracy theory. Okay, let's hear it. You mentioned that they plan stuff years in advance, right? Mm-hmm. What if I were to tell you that I think people are always saying the the M1 was A14 cores, the M2 could be A15 cores. I think the A15 is M1 cores. Mm, I see. I see what, it's, I see it's, what you mean. It's a it's a slight difference, but I think. First of all, I don't think the A15 is very different than the A14. Because here's here so here's here's what leads me to believe this. If you go on and I'll stream my screen here for this so that I can explain what I'm talking about here. So if I go ahead and and get the Geekbench result uh search here. Now this obviously Geekbench isn't the be all end all for performance. We all know that it doesn't really tell you whether something is more powerful than something else. However, what it does show us here is that when you look up the A14, you can see we've got, you know, Pro Maxes, 12, Mini, um, not a lot of people with a normal iPhone 12, but take a look at the single core scores. 15, high 1500s, 1602, this one, this guy's phone is really screwed up with 664. Yeah. That's unfortunate. But you can clearly see here that our, our average, if we want to call it that, is somewhere around like 1585. And our multi-core is somewhere around like 4200. All right? And then also take note, the Apple A14 Bionic 2990 megahertz, six cores. All right? So now let's look up A15. A15, we start to see that our single core scores are noticeably higher here. 1740, looks like 1730 or so on average. And the multi-core scores are around 47 or 4800 on average. So that gives us an idea of how, how the A15 is a little bit faster than the A14. But... Direct your attention over here. Apple A15 Bionic is clocked at 3230 megahertz. Now, this is very interesting because if I change this and look up M1, what you'll notice is the single core, even if you there's a couple of like M1 Maxes and M1 Pros in here, single core scores for the M1 variants and for the A15 nearly identical nearly identical except for this weird um apple macbook air m1 2020 with an intel pentium 4 what in the heck yeah, with eight cores someone's been fiddling with some stuff in there oh anyway. it says linux is the platform they must have been fooling around with something oh uh, someone engaged in in some shenanigans i suspect <laughs> yeah but isn't that interesting? No. I mean, obviously, you know, the multi-core is going to be different because uh, different core counts. But the single core score between the A15 
and even my Mac Studio are identical. And the A15 was clocked at 3230. The M1 is at 3190 compared to 2990 for the A14. So I think that Apple took A14 cores, clocked them up a bit, and that was M1. And then they took those clocked up cores, and that was A15. That's interesting. What do we and think? That, that makes a lot of sense because obviously we know that the you know the A series versus the M series is a lot of marketing. Obviously, there are differences mm-hmm. in terms of like what extra chips or extra functionality are on there. But as far as like the actual CPU cores are concerned, it's really just a marketing difference. There's no reason why you design two completely separate, you know, cores or two completely separate chips that are doing, you know, very similar things. So I think that that makes a lot of sense. I'm sure there was one core design and then, you know, that can go into the the A series chips and then it can go into the M series chips and maybe you clock them up a bit in the M series, but you know, it's the same cores. I think I think that makes sense. And so that's why I've been very sort of perplexed when we've seen um, rumors saying the M2 would use A15 cores because the A15, I think, is using M1 cores. So in my mind, the M2 would have to be based on the A16. I think that's the only thing that really makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, and and the other thing that's uh, that's actually weird about that on the iPhone side of things, um, I'm trying to find the report about the A16 um, because uh, one thing that indicated to me that they're going to be spicing things up, I would say, is apparently they have a new name for the cores like right now it's firestorm and ice storm mm. i heard that they had a new code name and to me that that says okay new something whether it's a you know a new process or uh 3d fabric from tsmc which is a new sort of manufacturing process i think something pretty significant is going to happen and i and i think that is what the m chips are going to be based off of because i have to imagine that at this point the m chips and the a chips are being developed at the same time i don't think they're starting with iphones and then developing the mac pro i think they're trying to keep all of this consistent across the board yeah they're definitely they definitely have uh you know, the Apple Silicon team that is working on, uh, you know, working on these chips. And it's kind of like, oh, oh. the first one. There's there's our first wall panel. So uh, we, we don't have a lot of time here. We got five minutes left, but a couple of people, I saw some twos and threes. There's still time for people who called the uh, the number of wall panels could still be right. Yeah, so we'll see if any more fall down. Um, but I I do think you know there there's uh, 
they're kind of like plug and play at a point. You know, you, if you design yeah. a core, you can choose, you know, how many cores do you want to put on the die? And, you know, what do you want to clock them at, you know, the, the base speed? Or maybe you clock them up a little bit higher, you know, for the max. But they're, they're, I, I think that they're, they'd probably approach it more of like, you know, from a component perspective, you know, designing, not designing an iPhone core and a Mac core, maybe designing an Apple Silicon core that can be used in both you know, depending on how many cores you have and what clock speed. So I think that's maybe the way that they would they would go about it. Mm, that is definitely uh, that is definitely the way that I would see that unfolding as well. And I do want to address this super chat here because this also sparked another conspiracy theory that I have. All right. So uh, they say, what about the huge gulf in GPU performance between the A14 and A15? And Here's the thing, uh, it it was sort of glossed over a little bit, but the A15 has more performance because it has more GPU cores. They didn't really talk about it all that much because obviously it's more impressive to say, wow, look at that, we made it 20% more powerful, but they also gave it 20% more cores, so that's why it happened. Mm-hmm. In the iPhone 13, you have a four-core GPU, just like in the previous A14 chips, but the 13 Pro has a five core GPU. And you can see that when you look at um, an iPhone 13 Pro gets a metal score of about 12 or 13,000, but the Pro Max gets about 15 or 15 and a half thousand. So What's what's going on there is you're getting that extra GPU compute performance um, largely from clocking up the GPU cores like they did with um, the M1 chip. And again, I think essentially just using M1 cores. Uh, another thing interesting here, if I look up A15 here and we take that iPhone 13, let me see if I can find that score here. Um, where, here we go. Someone ran an iPhone 13, which has a four-core GPU, and they're getting around ten or eleven thousand, whereas the 13 Pro is more like fifteen thousand. If we look up the M1 with the normal GPU, it's twenty-one thousand, twenty-two thousand. Conveniently, double that of the four GPU cores you would find in an iPhone 13. So I think those are the same exact cores. And the big part of this conspiracy theory, which we will leave you guys with tonight because we're running out of time. The iPhone 13 Pro went from four to five GPU cores. We are now hearing that uh, the M2 chip will have nine or 10 GPU cores up from seven or eight, which we saw in the M1. And if you look at the, if you, if you open up TG Pro, which is a fan monitoring app on the new MacBooks, I have an M1 Max MacBook Pro right here that I should be able to open it up on. Aha, yes. I can even widen my camera here and you can see, I mean, you probably can't read it, but down here, there are these four temperature readings which show up as 
GPU cluster. There's four of them and they each contain eight cores. Makes sense. So what we're seeing there is essentially an M1 Max has four M1 GPUs in it. They're clustered in groupings of eight. And that's also how you get to the 24 core one, right? Because that would be one of the clusters has uh, a deficiency, so it's disabled. If you have a 24 core M1 Max and you open up TG Pro, you will find that it lists four clusters even though you only have three that are active. This also explains the double bend version of the M1 Pro, right? 16 cores is two of the eight core clusters. 14 is two of the seven core clusters because of course they have a seven core version of the M1. Interesting. So what does that tell us about M2? Well, if we're expecting to go up to a nine or 10 core GPU in the M2, then ostensibly you can do the math on that one, right? M2 Pro should be 18 or 20 GPU cores. M2 Max would then be, what would that be, 30 or 40, because you'd have four groups and then one of them could be disabled. And then M2 Ultra would be 60 or 80 GPU cores. That's my conspiracy theory. I think that makes a lot of sense. I think uh, I think it's really cool how you can take one little piece of data and extrapolate it very far based on like things that you know and like you know patterns that you've seen. You know, like we take the rumor that that it's going up. You know, that the core count of the M1 is going up, and you can extrapolate out to you know, the other chips, and maybe even make some inferences about performance. Oh! Wait, that one doesn't usually fall. Yeah, that one hit me in the head this time. Oh, man. My, my, I lagged. Oh, is that three? Is that three? That's three. That one, that fell. It got caught by the um, power, the, the outlet on the wall. This is this took an exciting turn here at the end. We got three. I'm pulling this Holy other one moly. down. That counts as falling down. Wow. So a lot of people did say three at the beginning. So you guys win. What do you win? Great question. Um, you win a. No, you lose! You lose! <laughs> you lose! It's four! Oh, oh my gosh! Wow. Everyone who said stock in people who said three just went off a cliff. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. And all of this happened in the last like 10 minutes. Yeah. Wow. It's like a chain reaction. If you said four, you are actually the winner. If you said three, you suck. <laughs> You're bad at predicting how many wall panels will fall off. See that? This keeps it unpredictable. Noah, don't fix it. This is this is a thing now. I agree. I think this is uh it's a fun game. I think I think this tape lasts for about fifty minutes. And then at mm. the last ten minutes is when they all start <laughs> falling down. Wait, so is that fresh tape? Uh no. Two of them. I did last week. The other four I still haven't gotten around to. 
<laughs> oh no! Very professional. Uh, well, you know what? That keeps it. That keeps it like fresh, right? It, it, there's no predicting what could happen, and I think that's part of the magic. That's right. Um, but I think so you can you... predict how what we're about to do here. Ah, uh, you stole it from me. I'm sorry. You can. You can. Is that what you're gonna say, or something different? I well, I had a different one lined up actually, and mine. I, I think yours was better, um, which actually I think makes it worse, right? Because that's what we agreed on. Because <laughs> yours made sense. So uh-huh. mine, I was going to say, uh, if you if you guess three, you suck, you lose. I'm sorry. You're just going to have to do better. But if you guess four, you win. And if you're wondering what it is you won, it's a fantastic transition to us signing off. Because Very this nice. has been yet another episode of of dark mode one that has been quite unpredictable full of conspiracy theories and uh blessed with a fantastic business proposal if your name is abernathy tallahassee which i'm sure is a large portion of the audience so thank you guys for watching i've been your host luke miani and i've been your host abernathy tabernacle tallahassee (laughs) oh no good try and uh have a great night